0: Poker, All the Games, is a podcast that introduces listeners to more than 20 variations of poker. Each episode will highlight one game, as well as dive into any controversial news in the poker world. We know why you're here, because you love poker as much as we do. Now introducing your host, Sean Grigas. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Poker All the Games. This is episode 10. We're coming at you from the northeast coast of the United States, June 2022. I'm your host, Sean. Online as Atomic Squeeze, Nuke Hops, Nuclear Hops, or Homebrew, depending on where you play. We have a fun and informative show for you today, where we'll be focusing on Deuce to Seven Triple Draw. We'll find out what I'm drinking for this episode, then we'll get the Deuce to Seven triple draw, and then to some exciting news about the world's largest and most prestigious poker tournament. Along the way, you'll hear a bit about my recent play since the last episode. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy shooting the shit about all things poker and beer. Since poker is a social sport kind of like golf, right? You golf and you drink, drink while you golf. Um, I'm a brewer and I enjoy beer. This episode, I'll be cracking another one open. The weather was warm, very warm here uh, on the Northeast coast over the Memorial Day weekend. And while it's expected to cool down a bit over the course of the week, I'm going to celebrate this hot streak by staying on my beer streak and cracking open another Pilsner. I promise next episode I'll pick up something else other than a Pilsner. This is Brooklyn Brewing Company's Crisp Pilsner. And yes, Brooklyn Brewing is out in New York. I'm pouring this one from a 12-ounce can into the Spiegelo Classic Tall Pilsner glass. Let's have a smell. Ah, there's that wonderful Pilsner smell. That we get, you'll hear me talk about that every time I have opened a Pilsner on prior episodes. Uh, Get a light, sweet, floral, uh, herbal scent coming off of this one. Let's have a look. The Brooklyn Crisp Pilsner has a nice yellow, golden, very clear, complete clarity. You can actually read, you could almost read read the page on the other side of the uh, glass out of this one. Now the best part, let's have a taste. Oh, nice. This has a light mouthfeel, but not watered down. Coming in with mm, the flavor of uh, a light bread crust. Um, Follows along with the smell of uh, the light herbal flavor and um, a slight lingering bitterness. This one's well carbonated, and I should have said this when we had a look, but... uh, a nice pure white uh, head of foam sitting on top. The Brooklyn Brewing crisp pilsner comes in at five percent. So let's get talking to some poker. Remember that our focus here is non-holdem poker, specifically for anyone interested in trying their hands at mixed games, and those and/or those looking to branch into other variations of poker. Whether you're a dealer, player, or card room manager. Our goal is to bring you the rules, the deal, and easy-to-remember basic strategy tips to get you started in the mixed poker game arena. Today's episode will be covering another draw game, specifically Deuce to Seven Triple Draw Lowball. So there are two versions of Deuce to Seven Lowball. There is a single-draw version and a triple-draw version. Now, in, uh, in the last episode, in Episode 9, we... Uh, I discussed ace to five Lowball, and I kind of combined the single draw and triple draw versions. I'm not going to do that. Um, like in the book where I, I discuss each each of the uh, card games in and of itself, so you don't have to go to any one or another section. You can read each of the rules by themselves. I'm going I'm to do that here, and we're going to talk about, in today's episode, the triple draw version of deuce to seven low ball. And then in podcast um, 11, in our 11th episode, we will discuss the No Limit Deuce to Seven single draw game, um, which is, the the deal is very similar, but the strategies are significantly uh, different. So today's episode, Deuce to Seven triple draw low ball, which goes by several names. Um, Deuce to Seven triple draw, Deuce to Seven triple draw low ball um it can be written out triple you know deuce to seven triple draw all words all spelled out um most frequently you'll see it as the number two dash number seven td for for the super short way two dash seven td for what i'm going to be referring it in today's episode as deuce to seven triple draw so why deuce to seven low ball Well, we've gone over draw games and a few lowball games in prior episodes. Deuce to seven triple draw is similar to ace to five triple draw with the exception of the hand rankings, which we'll cover in this next section. Alright, let's get to the general play and rules of Deuce to seven triple draw lowball. This is a draw game with fixed limit betting. In the end, each player will be dealt five cards, all face down, with three chances to discard any number of cards and draw new ones to replace the discarded cards. The ranking of hands is different from the usual, and the pot goes to the player with the lowest five-card hand, keeping in mind the following exceptions and examples. Deuces, or the twos, play for low, and aces play for high so in in this game a deuce is the lowest card part of why deuce is part of the name straights and flushes do count against making a low so straights and flushes are bad in this game so the best hand in deuce to seven triple draw low ball is two three four five seven kind of easy to remember if you think of the title of the game the name of the game Deuce to seven, triple draw, low ball. So deuce to seven, two, three, four, five, seven, because two, three, four, five, six is a straight, and so would be a very poor hand in this game. A hand, and this is just some, some stuff to remember here, a hand with ace, deuce, three, four, five is not a straight. Because aces can only be used for high and are not low. So, ace, deuce, three, four, five, while not a straight in this game, is actually not a great hand either because it is considered an ace high and would lose to any other unpaired five card hand. <clears throat> Without going over additional countless examples in this section, I will only say that any paired hand is bad and should not be taken to showdown if you are just beginning to learn or just beginning to play this game here are the specifics of deuce to seven triple draw the deal the deal in play the specifics of the deal in play so a small blind and big blind are used for the two positions immediately to the left of the dealer button respectively after the blinds are posted five cards are dealt to each player face down one at a time starting with the player to the immediate left of the dealer button also known as the small blind, and proceeding clockwise around the table. A round of betting occurs where each player, starting with the player to the left of the big blind, known as the the under-the-gun player, takes action as either folding, matching the big blind, or raising to a larger amount. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button who is still in the hand, Each player is prompted one at a time to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand. Now, you may choose to discard up to all five cards, though this is not recommended, or not to discard any cards, which is also known as standing pat. Once all players at the table and still in the hand have acted by discarding the cards they wish to replace, the dealer replaces those cards in turn, So one player at a time by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player all face down to each of the respective players. Once this first draw is complete, another round of betting, which can be betting, checking, raising, or folding depending on prior action, takes place beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button who is still in the hand and continues clockwise around the table. Once a betting action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button who is still in the hand, each player is prompted one at a time to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand. Again, you can discard all five or discard zero, known as standing pat. Once all players at the table and still in the hand have acted by discarding the cards they wish to replace, The dealer again replaces those cards in turn by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player, all face down to each of the respective players. Once this second draw is complete, another round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button who is still in the hand and continuing clockwise around the table. Once a betting action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button who is still in the hand, each player is prompted one at a time to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand. Once all players at the table and still in the hand have acted by discarding the cards they wish to replace, the dealer replaces those cards in turn by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player all face down to each of the respective players. Once this third and final draw is complete, a final round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button who is still in the hand and continuing clockwise around the table. Finally, there is a showdown where a winner is determined with the lowest deuce to seven hand using the deuce to seven hand ranking system Mentioned earlier, being made using all of the five cards in each of the remaining players' hand. So again, the best hand is deuce three four five seven. Uh, pairs are pairs are always bad. Any unpaired hand is better than any paired hand, um, with the exception of straights and flushes um, that are also very poor. So the lowest five card hand, just dis- with with. Uh, With straights and flushes being bad and aces counting high um, is the best hand uh, to win a showdown. So let's go over some beginner's tips for deuce to seven, triple draw to get you started. So might seem obvious, but play hands with low cards working together. And of course, don't leave home without a deuce. Or, or two, you know, deuce two. It's all the same for those who may not know. Um, but uh, sort of don't leave home, as they say, without a deuce. A two is key. And remember, an ace is bad. It plays high. Generally speaking, draw to a nine or lower, especially when you're getting started. So I'm going to say draw to a nine or lower, and then I'm going to have <laughs> rule number three. D- never draw to anything higher than a nine, ten, or jack. So this is going to depend on your on how your opponents are playing and how many are drawing. So, if you want to just play tight to get started, draw to a nine or lower. Once you start to watch and learn how your opponents play, you get a little more comfortable with the game. You can start to you know more comfortably <clears throat> drawing to uh, ten highs and jack highs, depending on your position um, at the table and uh, and your opponents' play. Um, to to further the hands with a jack high, a hand with jack high is a favorite over an opponent's draw if the opponent draws one or more then pat a jack high so if you have a a jack high hand and your opponent draws one or more cards then you're going to stand pat that is you're not going to draw any more cards with your jack high hand if on the other hand no pun intended if on the other hand you have a jack high and your opponent pats that is you have a jack high hand, and your opponent draws zero or stands pat, then I would draw one, throw away the jack, and draw to a better hand. So that's it for the general play, um, the specifics of the deal in play, and some beginner's tips for deuce to seven triple draw. Talk a little bit about my recent play uh, since last episode, episode nine. haven't really played a bit much, uh, uh, that too, too much lately, only played a bit. But um, getting back to studying again, got got playing there for a little while. Played some no limit. Played a little bit online. Uh, played some free no limit hold'em uh, for free tavern poker that I discussed on last episode. Um, I did get out to to uh, play a little one two hold'em. Uh, came out on top. I felt like I was playing really well. Um, but once again, there's just so many things going on. I don't have a lot of time. I do need I do need and want to uh, get some longer sessions in, but. Um, I did go play for a little while. Came out, uh, came out positive by uh, quite quite a bit, and uh, felt good about that. Keep the keep the streak alive. Um, and like I said, I've been uh, back to studying and uh, looking into some additional poker books to read. Um, I'm currently reading uh, Ellie Alezra's book called "Pulling the Trigger." It's not a strategy book, but it's just some easy reading, uh, which is nice sometimes, uh, just to kind of sort of unwind. This is uh, about Ellie's uh, life, including p- his poker business uh, and his time in the Israeli army. Kind of a, a, a nice, easy read. Uh, some exciting uh, stories in there about army, uh, about uh, businesses, his family business uh, in Las Vegas, um, and the time he spent uh, in, in Israel, where where he's fr- originally from, and his time here in the U.S. Um, and Ellie is one of the uh, world's known as. One of the world's best seven-card stud players, um, and and he discusses that in the book as well. All right, finally, let's talk about some exciting news in the poker world. So we're going to talk about uh, the poker fantasy poker league and uh, hint, hint the twenty twenty two WSOP. <clears throat> so let's start with um, the what's the uh, the twenty five thousand Daniel Negreanu's twenty five thousand dollar fantasy poker league. Which he first started back in 2011. So, for those of you who are into fantasy leagues, um, this is something interesting. You know, there's there's fantasy fantasy football is probably the biggest, but um, since fantasy football got started a number of years back, uh, some other sports have taken up fantasy uh, fantasy games as well. And with each of these fantasy um, leagues. There's of course the drafting system in place. So, you know, the, with fantasy football, which I'm <clears throat> most familiar with, you know, before the season, um, a lot of teams, a lot of uh, you know rec- people who follow football recreationally get together and draft their own teams, and then it, it makes makes the like like betting on sports. It makes the uh, it makes watching football a lot more exciting. You watch for your individual players to do well. Um, in their individual and respective games uh, with their um, respective teams and, you know, makes it exciting and you gain points by the more touchdowns they score, the more passes they throw, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, back to poker. Here's a quick breakdown of how the $25,000 fantasy draft works. So team managers are given a, given 200 theoretical dollars as a budget that they can use to build an eight-person team of poker professionals. One by one, top poker players' names are put up for auction with each player going to the highest bidder. So there's a team, there's a, there's a number of teams that pay $25,000 uh, to play in the league. Then they go around sort of one at a time, each team one at a time, and ha- ask the team to throw out a, a top poker pro's name and a dollar amount that they want to start the bidding at. And then there's an auction style kind of bid. Um, until the bidding stops, then that team that has the last highest bid on that particular player would then, um, have that player recruited onto their team. And this continues until each team has an eight person team of poker pros. And remember, like in other sports, there's a cap, right? So then in this particular league, there's a $200, uh, cap on the amount you can spend on your total of eight players. Um, just like in some of the other sports, there are salary caps, for example, so with back to this poker fantasy league um the draft has ranged um in teams some some of the money has i don't know what the lowest bid is but some of the uh highest bids were out this year actually with uh i believe it's been like bids as low as eight dollars for some players years ago um to to fifteen dollars and this year they hit a new high of something like $112 for uh, for Daniel Negreanu himself. So, so the person that started the fantasy poker league, um, at least the last I saw, got the highest auction at something like $111 or $112 for for Negreanu. He just squeaked out Sean Deeb, who went bid it out at $110 or $111. So I don't know Daniel was a dollar or two ahead. I can't remember the exact numbers, but Deeb went for um, $110 or 11, and Daniel went for I think maybe uh, $111 or $112. As far as payouts for this Fantasy Poker League, past payouts um, for winning have been anywhere from $135,000 to the largest payout um, before this year, which I think 2022 is going to be even higher. But um, the highest payout was $210,000 in 2013. So there's some real money to be made. And again, it's pretty exciting sweating um, your team of players. Um, Again, the further they go in, in any tournament at the World Series of Poker, the, uh, the more points you get. If you want to, if you're interested in learning more or watching this, uh, fantasy poker draft, you can find it on the, uh, Poker Go YouTube channel. And, uh, it actually just happened, uh, the other night. So it would have been, uh, earlier this week. So that was, uh, May 30th. Um, and what happened the evening of May 30th, uh, on the Poker Go YouTube channel. And it's the 25K Daniel Negreanu fantasy poker league draft. All right, let's move on now to uh, the WSOP 2022. So the Fantasy Poker League is based on results at the 2022 World Series of Poker, but it's upon us. WSOP 2022 is here with the Casino Employees event being the first event, which started yesterday, Tuesday, May 31st, and is slated to finish today, June 1st. So that event, the casino employees event, gives the employees a chance to play some poker uh, before they have to move on to the dealer seats, right? They move across the table into the dealer seats for the remainder of the series. So it gives dealers and other um, employee uh, casino staff the opportunity to actually play in a tournament. Now, there are plenty of other tournaments and cash games in Las Vegas during the series, which runs from May 31st to uh, sometime in early July when the uh, main event ends. Um, Plenty of other tournaments and cash games run uh, simultaneously in Las Vegas. Uh, Two of the big uh, ones, uh, tournament series, are at the Venetian and the MGM Grand. The Venetian Summer Series has, of course, a lot of No Limit Hold'em events. There is some PLO, Pot Limit Omaha, thrown in as well as a ladies' event um, thrown in there. It's a Lips ladies' event. And a uh, MSPT tournament, which is a mid-stakes poker tournament uh, series uh, event uh, mixed in there as well. There is also uh, a Big O, which is five-card Omaha, basically. So there's a Big O game. There's uh, an Omaha 8 or better thrown in there for good measure as well. That's the Venetian series. So as far as the other big series that's going on in town at the same time as the 2022 WSOP is the MGM Grand uh, Poker Tournament Series, as with most poker tournaments, right? There's a lot of No Limit Hold'em in this one as well. But they also, they do have an OE game. I've talked about OE, which is a rotation of Omaha 8 and Stud 8. Um, there's also a five-game mix entitled Poser, P-O-S-E-R. And the five games in that mix are Pineapple, P for Pineapple, O for Omaha 8 or better, S for stud, the E is for stud eight or better, and the R is for raz. So that's a five-game mix that will be held at the MGM Grand um, called Poser with the five games: pineapple, Omaha eight, seven-card stud, seven-card stud eight or better, and raz. And in this uh, series, there's a there's a triple draw mix as well. And now the most exciting place to be in my opinion besides the world series of poker is the mixed games festival which will be held at resorts world from june 12 to june 16. while this is not a tournament series this year there will be low to mid stakes mixed cash games running so stop by for a chance to try your hand at the mixed games that are discussed on this podcast all at reasonable limits so you won't have to burn through you know a lot of money so this is one of, the, one of the only places really to, uh, to try your hand at uh, a pile of different mixed games for uh, reasonable limits. As I've discussed on this podcast, I, uh, I would like to see a lot more poker room managers get some, some reasonable stakes mixed games going in their rooms uh, you know, instead of, uh, with some things you find at the Borgata, you know, these big, you know, hundred dollar, $200 buy-ins, which are great. We'll all work our way up to those games. Right. But, uh, we got to start somewhere. And if those are the only games offered, uh, it's going to be hard to get a lot of, uh, a lot of folks like, like you and I in, in started in these games, you know, trying to learn a game. You don't want to be playing at $50, 100 blinds or 100, 200 blinds. You know, you want to play at things like the mixed games festival at Resorts World. Um, that, where they're going to offer uh, limits of $4, $8, and uh, $8.16 limit uh, mixed games. So gr- great place to, uh, to check out if you're going to be in Las Vegas um, anytime between June 12th and 16th. Finally, if you want to learn more about Deuce to Seven Triple Draw or any mixed games, head over to Amazon for my book, Poker, All the Games, A Comprehensive Introductory Guide to Mixed Games. Not only do I discuss the rules of 23 mixed poker games, but there's also interesting reading in the form of poker history, the relationship between maintaining a healthy body and mind and performance, and why playing mixed games can prove more profitable given the current poker climate. I'm looking forward to seeing you at Mixed Games Festival 2 at Resorts World in Las Vegas sometime between June 12 and 16, and or at the 2022 WSOP, which is now upon us. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at the series on or off the green felt. Well, that's all for Episode 10, Deuce to 7, Triple Draw. Thank you for listening to Poker All the Games. Follow me on Twitter at P-O-K-R, All the Games. Subscribe for free at pokerchannel.substack.com. And join us again in four weeks. Oh, yeah, by the way, yes, it will be four weeks for Episode 11 to come out because I'll be at the series, and uh, looking forward to Episode 11. You'll come out back out, uh, subscribe, listen to that one, where you'll hear about uh, my play um, out of the WSOP. Anyway, um, join us again in four weeks for Episode 11, where we are going to discuss No Limit, Deuce to Seven, Single Draw. Thanks to Ricky Snyder for music and sound. Be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast, Poker, All the Games, so you never miss an episode. Until then, may your hands be huge, your cards fill both high and low, and scoop as many pots as you can.